Welcome back, another brand new episode, Nothing Important Podcast. It's me. I'm back. Oh, we back. How's everybody doing? Midsummer's Day. What is, is that Midsummer's Night? I'm looking at this uh, CD I got laying on the ground in my office. Beautiful motherfucking album. And uh, it's by a gentleman named Maxwell. And the name of the album is Black Summer's Night. Now, if you are a woman, if you're a a millennial of the female persuasion, or if um, regardless of age, you're a young man, maybe even an older man that uh, wanted to put it on a young lady and needed a motherfucking soundtrack, you probably know this motherfucking CD right here. Maxwell, Black Summer's Night. It's a midsummer's day. Am I fucking right now? No. Um, <laughs> I think I'm about to go into celibacy, ladies and gentlemen. I want to preserve the the, the juices. <laughs> Pause. Um, no, this is a great album. For anybody who's not listened to that album, Maxwell, Black Summer's Night. Incredible album. Not just for lovemaking, but it is great for that as well. Once Upon a Time. On this planet, we will put on beautiful love songs to make love and not, you know what I'm saying, fucking anthems. That's what it feels like is going on now. It's like a lot of anthems to fuck to. There's a lot of fucking going on. <laughs> a lot of anthems people are listening to. Fucking anthems. And that's not making love. You know, I was raised by a single mommy, a single mother. Did she do the best job? Not that motherfucking important. Nothing important podcast. I'm not going to get into that. But she stuck around for the most part. <laughs> and my father wasn't there. And I remember when he did come around, he would give me these obscure pieces of information, tips about life. And it's an interesting lesson. Sometimes you can learn something that is a gem that you can walk with. In your adulthood, that is the truth. The truth is the truth. It doesn't matter where it comes from. The truth is the motherfucking truth. It ain't got no sides. It's just the truth. And my father, I don't think he was the best person, in my opinion. Selfish, self-centered. He was uh, a coward. And um, when I did get to see him, he would give me these little pieces of information. Not all of them were great. Not all of them were great, but I remember he did tell me one time, he told me and my brother, he was like, there's a difference. When you're a grown man, you're going to see there's a difference between fucking and making love. There's a difference between fucking and making love, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're an adult, hopefully you're you're an adult listening to this. Hopefully you're over the age of motherfucking 18, (laughs) preferably 21. For men over 25, when your fucking prefrontal cortex is fully developed. I hope everybody's an adult tuning in because I don't want to talk to children about this shit. I want to talk to the grown folks. There is a difference between fucking and making love. And uh, my my father told me that at the time I was like 11. Not great advice to give an 11 year old. But listen, man, it was true. And it stuck in my my, my psyche. It stood in my psyche. And... um. I'm looking at the CD right now. This is a love-making CD. It's a love-making CD. Black Summer's Night. It's... I, I, w- I would implore anybody to go listen to this, 
this uh, this CD, this album. Um, amazing singing. The music is incredible. The messages behind it is really what I think is beautiful. It talks about the, in a very nuanced and simple way, kind of addresses all the ups and downs of a relationship, the the erratic emotions, the passions, the lusts, the connection, and also some of the negative aspects, the addiction, the bad habits. That's actually one of the songs, one of my favorite songs. He's saying, you're my bad habit, baby. You know? And I think that shit is incredible because that's what love is. Love is not just when the birds come out and start chirping. Love is not just when the sun is shining and it's perfect temperature and hands held and, you know what I'm saying, a break in the clouds after a rainy day. That's not, that's not what love is. <laughs> love gets, it gets muddy sometimes. And um, I love this album for it. And I miss that. Not to be stuck in nostalgia. This is not negative, ladies and gentlemen. Things change. That is the only constant. And it's something we all have to come to grips with. And it's not a bad thing. It's just something we all have to come to grips with. Nothing lasts forever. Right? And you think about the way that things were. I think this is probably a universal experience. People have a reference point, their memories. When I was a young man, 21, 22 years old, and popping this CD in to get my motherfucking freak on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Playing some motherfucking love music to make some love. It's a beautiful thing. And it feels like the world we're in right now doesn't have too much of that. And you can seek it out. Don't, 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 you know, maybe that's just where my eyes are going. Maybe that's just the loudest thing. So it's possible that I need to self-correct and I need to seek out something that's maybe more quiet if that's the vibe I'm looking for, right? But it feels like everywhere's just like fucking anthems. Fuck, 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 fuck. It's like, whoa, bro. That's cool. That's cool, man. I think fucking is for the youth, <laughs> personally. There's a lot of older people that be like, yo, this guy is immature. He don't get it. You know what I'm saying? All this other stuff. I think it's preferential. I don't judge anybody who wants to dabble in promiscuity and, and do what they want to do. It's not the vibe I want. It's not the vibe I want. Once upon a time, I thought that's what I wanted. I thought that's what I wanted. And in seeking that, I didn't feel right on the inside. It satisfies a feeling. But I liken it to why I had to change my diet or why I had to start working out because it is an instant rush that you feel when you go after some of these highs. But then when the high wears off, you're in this place. And that constant, that base level, for me, just felt unhealthy and uncomfortable. You know? So it's not my vibe. I'm also 31 years old, man. I'm 31 years old. Things that I, I wanted, not necessarily what I want now. And I'm sure the things that I want now when I'm an older gentleman might not want those things. Things change. It's okay. No judgment to anybody. I'm talking about me, baby. I'm talking about me. 
Is there a way for a man to talk about himself in honesty and vulnerability and it not trigger other people to think that they're being attacked? Is there, <laughs> is there a way? Is there a way? Where they say damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know. I don't subscribe to that necessarily. But every day grow wiser. Every day grow wiser. And a younger me is somebody who um I, I don't really lose a lot of confidence. I don't know. I don't know. I was just telling my girl that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what it is. I think that's just baked into the my personality. I'm just a, a confident individual and I don't think confidence, like people give, they subscribe definitions to confidence. Obviously, there's like the Merriam-Webster definition of what is confidence. Um, For me, what I mean when I say I'm confident is just I always, regardless of external appearances, believe in myself to um, see through myself through any situation as well as to be happy. And um, that's been pretty consistent in my life. It's not to say, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't been knocked down. It's not to say I'm perfect. It's not to say that I haven't made motherfucking mistakes. But I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy man. And um, I'm a confident man. It's just who I am. I can't help it. (laughs) I can't fucking help it, man. That has not changed in my life. I, I strongly believe that will not change. It's not a challenge out there. Jesus Christ. Um, that's not a challenge. It's just me reflecting on some of the more consistent aspects of my being. What has changed is I was a younger man. I wanted to, I wanted to spread the, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to spread the love. That's what I wanted. That's what I thought I wanted. As a man. We have testosterone and we have sexual urges and they can be very overwhelming. Makes you feel like you want to give in to lust, give in to putting your wee-wee everywhere. And that is an urge, but that's not who you are. And I, I had to make a clear distinction of that. You know, I have urges. I have maybe initial desires, but who am I? And then, you know, as I start to unfold that and realize who I actually am, I realize what I actually want might not be that initial thing that I thought I wanted. But, you know, we're all going through that. We're all growing. We're all trying to figure ourselves out. All trying to figure ourselves out. What is the, the similar aim of all people that live? You know what I'm saying? All people alive, all people that have ever lived. I think the easy answer would be like survival. How can I stay on this earth, secure myself, secure the people I love for the longest amount of time? Right? That's what most people would say. And... um I think that's on the base level that's that that's pretty true universally, but I think we all have something deeper down. And I don't even want to reflect on the pain or the confusion, the mystery of life, the struggle. It's not what I'm thinking about, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like 
something in the gut. I think we all are here to find ourselves, find out who we actually are, and come to peace with that. Because what a misery it would be to walk this earth not knowing who you are, what you are. I love this joke, this fucking redheaded comedian, fucking Louis C.K. I don't know who the guy is in real life. They fucking castrated him in the public eye because apparently he jerked off. Two willing adults went up to his hotel room at three in the fucking morning. You got to tell me something, ladies and gentlemen. Are they fucking blind, deaf, and dumb? Did he find two Helen Kellers? And he fucking sign language touched them in the elbows to, you know, trick them into thinking that he was going to give them some fucking gummy worms and put the dick in their hand. I don't know what happened. It sounds like it was a willing event, but they publicly castrated the individual acting like he was a creep, canceled him. Um, not relevant. The guy's hilarious. Don't know how he is as a person, but he's funny. He says some true things. Get back to that point. Truth doesn't have a side. And he has this joke that I think is fucking hilarious. And if you don't mind, I'll butcher it. Because I'm not going to give you the joke form. I'm not going to hit you with a premise. I'm not going to hit you with a punchline. I'm just going to give you the philosophy behind it. Am I ruining it? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Talks about kind of the struggle that people have to figure out what's wrong. What's wrong with me? <laughs> what is my problem? <laughs> and he, he makes this hilarious joke where he says, like, what if you figured it out? And he's like, oh, shit, I'm an owl. All I have to do is stay up all night and eat worms. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's all solved. And I found that hilarious because uh, not only am I a fucking nocturnal animal, Naturally, I, I like to stay up all night. Um, and I have what people would consider idiosyncrasies. I'm not like everybody. I'm an individual. I'm very individual. And it's very difficult for me to conform into the uniformity of society because I am so unique. And that's not saying something trying to be eclectic. It's just my observation of self. It's my acceptance of self. I'm okay with myself. I love myself. I feel good about myself regardless. I'm okay with me. Um, But I am different. (laughs) And I found that joke to be so profound and beautiful because I'm like, yo, I think we all deal with that to a certain extent, man. It's like you go two paths. You can go the path of trying to conform in as many ways as possible to society, to avoid humiliation, to avoid bullying, to avoid being condemned and outcasted by society, to avoid punishment, to avoid, you know, negative attention. And you can change yourself into something that becomes a thread in a much larger fabric that makes up, I don't know, the fucking American flag, right? Big old American flag quilt, just tuck you right into bed, baby. Or you can go through the very difficult struggle of trying to maintain your trueness, your reality, who you actually are through the pressures of life. And I think for some individuals, it's not with judgment. I don't judge conformity, but I think it may be easier for certain individuals to fall in line than other people. It's very difficult for a guy like me to go with the crowd. It's real. 
It's it's a very it it feels near fucking impossible, bro. It feels near impossible. I I always feel somewhat, to a certain extent, um, misunderstood. And maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not misunderstood. But it's just a feeling that I've had in the past. You know, I talk to my girl and she'll tell me, she's like, anytime there's like rules involved, you have like a natural rejection of that. And I don't think she understands me. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't think a lot of people really understand. I understand me. I don't think I just, I'm not, a, I, don't, I don't consider myself like necessarily contrarian. I'm not just trying to fight opposition or any perceived opposition. I just am who I am. I am who I am. And that's not typical. I, I, I walk around in society. I like to take the standpoint of an observer, you know? You see it, ladies and gentlemen, maybe you live in New York City or Los Angeles, uh, maybe you're in Chicago, maybe you're in Miami. Depending on what type of year, what time of year, you will see young people who don't know what the fuck is going on dress up like Neo in the Matrix with a big trench coat and black glasses and walk like fucking <laughs> like mannequins, walk like models, runway models through crowds uh, very awkwardly and strangely, right? And those individuals are taking the standpoint of the observer. They think they're the one. And they're walking through these large crowds observing people. And sometimes I do that. I try not to do so in, uh, in that dramatic of fashion. But I love people watching. I love people watching. I love to take the macro view, to zoom out and look at civilization throughout history. And um, I do so through research online and old footage. And of course, I will go out into the, into the world and observe with my own eyes these times and compare and just look at the growth, look at the differences in humanity. And as I do so in this modern era, um, I recognize that there is a nuanced uniformity that society has in this modern era that is not as maybe visually apparent as in the past. I watch these old like 1920s videos of people in public and they, they colorize them. It's black and white footage and they have the technology now to add color into it. And I see these people and it's, it's wild how uniform, it's like ants, how uniform people are just fucking walking. The, the behaviors are just so wild. Large groups of people walking and, and it looks like school children. They're walking in line. They're in such orderly fashion in 1920s. And obviously the modern day era is not like that, but there's still this remnants of that, this uniformity, this underlying conformity of human beings. Um, and I find that so very, very interesting. I find it so very interesting from the observer standpoint. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of what city you're in, go find those fucking teenagers that don't know what the fuck is going on. They just started experimenting with marijuana. They're going to have black glasses on, trench coat, too much gel in their hair. They think they're in the motherfucking matrix. Go judge them. No, don't judge them. They're just learning. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I think it's okay to not be like everybody. And it's funny in society, uh, 
society is extremely paradoxical. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's extremely paradoxical and ironic existences because on the ground level, um, and I think I've talked about this before, if you don't have money or the things that society, the percepted standards of success in this modern era, the things that you do, if you're absent of those things, they're completely opposite, oppositely perceived than if you had success or the things that are attributed to success. I'll break that down. It's like if you are, are there's a rich man and there's a poor man, right? And the poor man walks around in the street and they don't do their hair and they have a dirty t-shirt on and a hole in their shoes and it's raining and they don't have an umbrella and they're walking and society is looking at this person and they're saying, oh shit, this motherfucker's lost. <laughs> this motherfucker is lost. Now, if you take that same outfit, that same behavior and you place that circumstance on an individual who is known to have perceived success or followers or money in the bank, people would then follow that behavior. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> it's incredible, man. It's such a psychological mindfuck. It's such a constant that I think the majority of people are unaware of. They're so unaware of. And I find it to be very interesting, man. I find it to be very interesting. How maddening it must be for individuals because there's tons, there's millions of stories of people who come from humble beginnings and become wildly successful and influence large groups of people, you know, in ways that maybe they didn't even intend to. Fame is an incredible thing. Uh, followers, crowds that focus on an individual, that's an incredible psychological thing. People become famous maybe for something that they're talented in, maybe for something that they have a skill with, maybe for some type of charismatic personality trait or some type of talent, right? And once they achieve that level of fame and they're on that stage people then start to emulate not just the aspects of that individual's personality that got them on the stage, but things that are insignificant. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The guy might wear mismatched socks because he's in a rush and now everybody wants to wear the mismatched socks. People read into shit so wildly. It's the power of influence, you know? And I think about that shit. I'm like, man. A lot of people are not even aware of that shit. It's really like monkey see, monkey do shit. People see something that's working and just repeat it and expect, you know? It's wild. I find that fucking wild. I think what we, we all do that to a certain extent. I'm not trying to like say that. I'm, I'm just analyzing human beings. I'm analyzing human people, peoples. You and me, ladies and gentlemen, whoever the fuck else is listening. I like to think we're not alone. 
I don't know if that's a positive thing. Um, <laughs> whoever the fuck is listening, you know? Yeah. Listen, man. I, I guess the message I'm trying to say, and this is a change I'm trying to implement into my life, because I believe words have power, and I think everybody has more power than they know. And so what I'm trying to do in my life is every time I do something for myself, and this podcast is me doing something for myself, it is therapeutic, it is entertaining to myself, it, I love doing this, I love doing this, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this, and what a beautiful thing if you find something in this lifetime that can be very chaotic, this life can be very chaotic, or could not. You know, good on you if your life is not chaotic. And if it is, welcome to the motherfucking club. But if you can find something through that that gives you a sense of purpose, what a beautiful gift. So this does feel like a gift for me. But what I'm trying to implement, um, I guess in gratitude for finding something I enjoy doing, is to try to help Try to inspire, try to uh, give as well as enjoy what I feel like is a gift for myself. And so the message of this is just encouragement. You know, maybe you have individual traits that are not, um, they're not deemed as normal. In the last episode, I talked about closet happiness. No, I'm not talking about homosexuality. Do what you motherfucking got to do. I don't got no problem with gay people. I'm going to make my jokes, though. <laughs> but um, what I'm saying is like people who hide their happiness with fear that other people are going to attack them because they're, they're, they feel joy. And I think this is a similar... It's not exactly the same, but it's a similar. It's like I think the more people that can come out and be themselves... And not feel that they need to conform, then the easier that will be for other individuals to do it. It's a freeing thing. And I think that gut feeling that we all have, that question, you know, maybe there's some owls out there, people that don't know why they like to be up all night and society tells you there's something wrong with you. Maybe there's people that don't like to be around a lot of people and society tells you there's something wrong with you. Maybe there's people that your brain works a particular way. And you're very intelligent in one way, and maybe in another way, you struggle, and society tells you there's something wrong with you. No. You're just who you are, and there's nothing wrong with that shit. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. You know? It's sad that a lot of times you there's nothing wrong with you. A lot of times it's people seeing something that's great. And they don't have the courage to look for their own greatness. And they don't have that will to not conform. And so when they see somebody try to remain themselves, it may hurt them. And so they attack. And uh, yeah, stay away from those people. I'm, I'm saying stay away from those people. But also... You know, what, what? what is the point of life? You're just going to walk around hiding yourself? You're going to walk around not feeling like 
okay with this. I don't believe in that shit. I think that shit is corny. I think that shit is corny. You know? It's all a balance as well. If you're wrong and you realize you're wrong, apologize. There's a lot of shit that I'm wrong about. There's a lot of shit that I'm trying to learn to correct. There's a lot of ways that I thought I was on the right track and maybe not. And in other ways where I thought I was on the wrong track and I was on the right track. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's life. We all, we all trying to get it. I'm not saying be arrogant and stuck in your ways. Always continue learning. But what I am saying is you don't have to feel bad about what you are. There's no point in that shit. (laughs) There's no point in that shit. I was just seeing that shit on the gram. It's like most people's greatest fear is humiliation. Everybody's scared of everybody laughing at them or mocking them. Everybody's scared of failure. Everybody's scared of, oh my God, what if it don't work out? And it's like, yo... So what are you going to do? You're going to be a different person for your entire life because other people are laughing? You don't know why those other people, those are people laughing. Maybe they're in pain. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe somebody's hurting them and they can't get out of that situation. It's none of your business. What is your business is being yourself. It's being yourself, man. That's what I want. That's what I want. You know, I want a lot of things. I'm not going to. I ain't going to hold you, ladies and gentlemen. I got a lot of desires in this lifetime as I'm growing and going through the... I don't want to use negative words. I don't want to say struggle. I don't want to say brutality. I don't want to say any of that. I'm just going through life. As I'm going through life, um, it's refining what I actually want. The life I actually want. The type of people I want to be around me. The type of person I want to be around people. And... um. I'm choosing to stay true to who I am, regardless, regardless of people's opinions and perceptions or, you know, any type of fear that one may have. Like, what you know, what if they laughing? They laughing at you. It's like, I, it's okay. It's okay, man. It's fucking okay. Not that bad. <laughs> it ain't that bad to get laughed at, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you, if you don't know, go experience it. It's not that bad. I know who I am. You know, I'm still figuring out other parts of who I am, but for the most part, I know who I am and I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. I always want to be a better version of myself. I always want to grow on that. But I don't want to lose, like, I don't want to become a robot. <laughs> I don't want to become a robot, you know what I mean? I want to be the type of human being that if I see a movie that triggers a sad emotion, that I still have the ability to cry. I, I want to be that type of human being. I think people associate that with, like, weakness and I think it would be a weakness if you never cried if you hold it in tears for 20 years <laughs> then when you do cry it's gonna be a breakdown but if you know what I'm saying you have a healthy expression of emotion that's a good thing man it's not that big of a fucking deal it's not that big of a deal you know it's okay man What is freedom to anybody who is listening? 
what is freedom? There are archetypes, um, avatars of personalities that people try on in the modern era. It's influenced by gamer culture. And I think it is really embedded into our psyches in the modern times where people, even with like, you know, corporate America, they give you these like personality tests and that's supposed to encapsulate the incredibly snowflake individual, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Person, the individual personality and experience that every person has. It's very, very layered and nuanced, but we like to categorize these things with these overarching personalities or like avatars, characters. And like I think about that, I'm like, there's people who identify themselves with like a political party. And that's their identity. Or like a revolutionary idea. And that's their identity. Or a job. A lot most people do this in society. It's like their job is who they are. Or a fantasy. And with that personality, uh, whatever people identify with as their personality, you know, <laughs> in that, what is freedom then? Like if you're a conspiracy theorist and you believe that the government is a slave owner to the American public and... Um, society is the matrix and people are robotic and corporate America is designed to roboticize people and uh, the entertainment industry is all about selling your soul and all that shit that's online. You know, if you're that type of individual, if that's your personality trait and you, you, you eat a lot of that information, what is freedom to you? You know, <laughs> what is the freedom think about that shit with me. I'm like, what is freedom to me? I feel like freedom is, it is a state of mind. It is a physical circumstance as well. Um, obviously, it's not to like say that people's freedoms aren't taken away. But I think about that shit. It's like, it, it is like a state of mind, you know? I think a lot of what, how I explore freedom is staying in that place of not non-conformity to be a contrarian or to fight against things. Once again, if I'm wrong, I try to edit that, you know, and do the least damage that I can do. Um, but more so like staying myself for the most part and being okay with myself, loving myself. How many people love themselves? I don't think people value self-love, really. People value status, power. Um, maybe that's where we're headed as a people. Maybe we head toward a time where people value self-care, self-love over impressing people or showing off things, you know? I always like to think things come in cycles. And right now we are definitely in a place where materialism is the loudest voice and fronting on people and being like overt and destroying people. That's a very pervasive energy in society. Maybe that dies down a little bit 
and we get into a place where people are more focused on loving themselves, you know? It's possible that that already exists in a large way. I think where you give attention and where you give energy, um, that's the world that you live in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a wild thing. It's it's how I grew up. I grew up in what felt like a bubble that I could not get out of in East Harlem in New York City. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of pain. And I did not have the sight to be able to get out of that circumstance into a, an entirely different world that was adjacent to it. It was not far away. But I just didn't have the vision at that point in time to enter into this other place, which was less violent, less less painful. And I, I assume it's probably the same way. You know, maybe as I'm maturing, I find that new place where... Or understand how to navigate in a more wise way where what I'm interacting with and what I give my energy to is more aligned toward who I actually am and not the loudest voice from entertainment or the public or the, the consensus, you know? And I implore any, anybody to find yourself. And maybe that's the freedom that you are looking for individually is to really zone into who you are, create a, you know, an environment of self-love and self-worth and self-acceptance regardless of circumstance. It's not about that. It's just about you as you are and then um, you know, finding the wisdom in this life as you grow to put yourself in circumstances where that is matched. You know, that's a beautiful thing. And that's what I motherfucking want for people, right? It's what I want for myself. It's what I want for people. I've heard that before. People want for you what they want for themselves. So be careful. Somebody may be trying to do a good thing, but the good thing that they're doing may not be good for you. You understand what I'm saying? Pay attention. They meet, they, 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 they have good intentions. They're like, oh, I'm going to do this because this is what I want. Not knowing that's not what you want. Right? You got to know what you want. You got to know what you want, ladies and gentlemen. You got to. You got to. I'm not going to start motherfucking singing, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign off right now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you. Anybody who's going to continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, thank you. You tuned in once again. Hopefully come back once again before you do that. Do me a motherfucking favor. Go on to the Instagram, Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram. Like posts, like reels. Get onto the YouTube channel, Nothing Important Podcast on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I ain't getting no motherfucking threads. I ain't switching sides, baby. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, El Nada Dada. Go on Twitter. I write, you know, my little quotes on Twitter. Speak my mind. I'm gonna post content on that as well. On the YouTube, you get the visual. On Instagram, you know what it is. It's time for the reels. Until next time.